Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic with an STP Extended Life Oil Filter for only $36.99. What do I do with my old oil? We can recycle your used oil for free. And do you have oil for my old work truck? You can find the right high mileage oil to help it go farther right here at AutoZone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. The Denver CityCast is presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting, and it has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering same game parlays and pro football matchups. They're bringing back their reduce the juice promotion on game days, too. And this NFL season, They have a $1 million beat the spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is just more rewarding on BetRivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to bet. This is the Denver CityCast with Holden Kushner, presented by BetRivers. December is here. It's Holden from VEASAN. It's the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. The last time the Broncos had this important of a game. Huh. In December, it's been five years. Lots to get to. We're going to start with the Chiefs, though. The Chiefs and the Broncos. Sunday night in Kansas City. Denver, woo, this town is a buzz right now. Uh, the Broncos are nine and a half point dogs on Bet Rivers. The total here has dropped from 48 to 47 and a half. Now I'll say this, there is a 20% profit boost up to a $25 bet on Bet Rivers right now. So it's only $25 for some of you that's, you know, that's your that's your bet. Maybe it's even more than what you normally bet and that's 100% fine. You will not get anybody judging you here for your bankroll. I mean, trust me. Uh, most of my guys over at Rump here, their unit is 1000. My unit is between 100 and 150. Okay, $25 though, you take it. You could bet it on the side, the total, anything you really want to. I decided to use it on the total 
I took the 47 and a half and bumped it up to 48 and a half minus 105. So you're almost getting even money on this and it allows you to buy a point and really get it for, you, you get a little juice in return. So that's where I'm leaning right now. I'm leaning toward the under, a heavy lean toward the under in this one. Few reasons why. A, Broncos defense been spectacular. I mean, let's face it. As far as scoring defense, they may break a lot. They may bend a lot, but they don't break very often. They really have been spectacular this season, especially considering the injuries they've had to linebacker. But Kenny Young's been good. Now we're seeing Browning step up. They got interior pressure last week. Things are things are looking up for the Broncos. But again, Jekyll and Hyde team, which team's going to show up here? Let me throw some numbers at you and why I like the under right now. How about what the Chiefs are doing defensively? You could steal some of these stats and, and go and give them to your, uh, your friends. It'll make you sound like a genius. So at cornerback, okay? Cornerback. Their secondary was an abject disaster. Abject disaster. But since week eight, so that's week eight, nine, 10, 11. They had the bye last week. Last four games, Legereus Sneed, number eight among pro football focus cornerbacks. Rashad Fenton, number four, he graded out. They've got two top 10 corners the last two weeks. Sharavius. Uh, Charvarius, excuse me, Charvarius Ward. I'm glad he doesn't play for the Broncos. I know he's good, but oof, that name kills me. 15th. So they got three in the top 15 cornerbacks over the last four weeks. Since that point in time, too, the last four games, second in points per game, given up, just under 12. Second in rushing yards allowed per game, 81 and a half. That's a bit concerning because the Broncos are going to have to rely on that. Sixth in net yards allowed per game. 294 they're allowing under 300 yards per game and now they're facing a denver team which wants to run 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 they were bragging about running 33 times last week they run 33 times this week this thing's definitely hitting the under and the broncos actually have a chance to win and congratulations to patrick sertan jr afc defensive player of the week it may take another two interception day for the broncos to snap this 11-game losing streak to the Chiefs. Another couple reasons why I like the under. Broncos, under in five straight. We have been successful betting the under this year. They've won five, five straight games to the under. They are 9-2 and two to the under. 9-11 games under. And as I talk about Kansas City, they have hit the under in four of five. Now, these are just trends. They're recent trends. And I'm not as big on trends as some others in the industry, but the way this thing is trending right now, I could see that under even 47 and a half. I have not officially placed the full unit bet on that yet. I will have that bet either Friday or Saturday. If I do make it, I'll let you know about it on our Friday show or our Saturday show with my buddy uh, Keg from Run Pure Bets. Last thing to mention here, a couple things to mention here, actually. I am concerned about the offensive line losses. We'll see what happens there. Who's healthy coming into this game? Uh, I'm not so sure that they can get away with two to three more injuries this week and miss two to three starters or even backups and beat this Chiefs team. The other thing is, you've heard about Andy Reid, right? 
after a bye week. Has he really been like 32 years? After a bye week, no, because he's played some of these. 22 years. This will be his 23rd regular season game after the bye week. He's 19-3 and in the first 22. 19-3! and 7-1 and with Mahomes. 10-4 and with the Chiefs. 16-2 and with the Eagles. 7-3 and in the postseason off the bye. 26-6 and overall. A lot working against the Broncos this week. I'm not counting them out because we've counted them out plenty of times this year and they've surprised us. But this would be a bigger shock than that stunning ass-whooping of the Cowboys earlier this season. Also got a bet that I like against an AFC West opponent. Okay. Um, I'm a big DFS player. Daily Fantasy Sports. And last week, I ran with three guys. I didn't win any tournaments, which is amazing because I had you know, three of the highest scorers out there. The rest of my team sucked. But I had Jalen Waddell, I had Elijah Mitchell, and I had Joe Mixon. And Joe Mixon is facing this Chargers run D that if you watched or listened to the Broncos game on Sunday, you know just how bad this Chargers run D is and how much good running backs can take advantage of it like the Broncos did last week with Javante and more than anything, Melvin Gordon had a big day, 80-something yards. Uh, Mixon, I have seen this posted in the low 80s. I've seen it posted at 83 and a half. When, and this thing drops on Bet Rivers. My sense is it's going to be 85 and a half. I would bet this thing up to 87 and a half. My projections have him at 88 yards. Two other projections that I use have him at the low 90 range and the mid 90 yard range. So I think when that mix in bet drops on Bet Rivers, take that up to 87 and a half. I, I, I'd feel fine with that. He's got 58 carries, 288 yards the past two weeks. Broncos want to feed him. He faces that run defense. I absolutely love it. Joe Mixon, official show play. Whenever it's posted on Bet Rivers, if it's below 88.5, so 87.5 or more. Uh, and again, it is out there right now. A couple of final thoughts before we get to Nate Kreckman from Altitude 92.5. Okay? Uh, this is going to be on the Nuggets. Boy, this is going to be tough. It's going to be tough because there are now two players in protocol to go along with the Michael Porter Jr. season ending and all likelihood back surgery and P.J. Dozier being out, and we're still waiting on Jamal. I get it. But Austin Rivers and Bones Highland are in protocol. There are not many healthy bodies at guard anymore. They've only got 11 players that shoot around. We've seen this in the COVID era where NBA teams roll out eight players. The rotation's so small. You can get away with it for a game. But after that, you just start getting washed. You're so These teams get so exhausted. But the Magic, first of all, they're 4-18. They're the worst team out there. They've got five rotation players that are out. And their top pick, a kid that I love, Jalen Suggs out of Gonzaga, he's got busted finger and he's out tonight. So this is the perfect team to face at this point in time. I saw this line Wednesday morning at eight and a half. I saw it drop to eight. So I don't know how much movement has really been there because of Bones and Rivers being out. But boy, it just, it, it's tough. It's tough to see this team being much better than a 500 team. And honest to God, I think they were set up for a great run this year. If Porter's healthy, it's a big if. If Jamal comes back, big if. But things happen. 
and everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the face. And, and thank you, Mike Tyson, for that quote. And unfortunately, the Nuggets just keep getting punched in the face day after day after day. Thank God they got the most valuable player in the league, Nikola Jokic. But boy, this, this is tough. Michael Porter Jr., back surgery. This was the risk when the Nuggets drafted him. It was the risk when they gave him a five-year extension. Hindsight, not a good extension. Last week, good extension. <laughs> he, he's going to be your number three when Jamal comes back. He's going to be your number three. Uh, it, it's, it, it's rough. It, it's just rough. And if you had a Michael Porter Jr., I know there's a few guys here in town that I talked to that had him as the most improved player. Those bets are dead. I think a lot of Nuggets win totals bets probably dead. So you'll also have to pivot to some other players if you're betting player props. Uh, Monte Morris, points and assists. Will Barton, points and assists. Jokic triple-double from time to time, which is something I'm looking at right now. And the last thing to mention about this is the Jokic brothers. They were down in Miami. They partied. They had the Serbian national anthem at a club after the win over the Miami Heat. No fighting. No fights for the Jokic brothers. None. They had seats right down there near the floor. Uh, I guess that's a good thing. And I guess Michael Malone's message got through because you could tell that there had to be a conversation between Malone and Jokic about the brothers. They need to take a step back. Their Twitter handle is no longer there. Everything has been diffused. I think we're okay until the next time Jokic and Morris see each other, and we'll see if there's any fallout there. Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Must be 21 and located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. The VEASAN Midseason Football Special is here. Put the VEASAN betting experts to work for you from now through February for only $99. Daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on VEASAN.com. Sign up today at vsan.com slash subscribe and get everything we have to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. That's vsan.com slash subscribe. Lots to discuss with one Ian St. Clair of playcolorado.com. We've got the October betting numbers, which I'm excited to talk about. Because, well, but to be perfectly honest with you, I'm a little disappointed. Uh, table tennis seems to be losing its grip. Soccer is moving up, and that makes me kind of sick to my stomach. Also, the Broncos have a really big game on Sunday, and the Nuggets just, the, the hits just keep coming in for this team. It's amazing. Ian St. Clair, how was the Thanksgiving? Did you have a feast, and how are you feeling? We definitely had a feast. It was good. I, I joked that I was going to wear my Joey Tribbiani maternity pants. I did that so that I could have more room for the turkey that my wife made. And it was a wonderful meal. And 
I guess, okay football. But we made up for it on Friday and Saturday with even better football. So there we go. Okay. Well, let's get to the the handle here in the top five bet sports in Colorado in the month of October. And that was the month that the Broncos took a big step back. They lost four of five. But the NFL, that's not the only team people bet on. And they probably bet a lot on the Broncos too. But the NFL... $171.23 million is what went in to the uh, total handle here. Basketball, number two, it's 63.3. Uh, then NCAA football, almost 52 mil. Baseball at 37. And soccer moves up at 15.8 million. They're now the fifth most bet sport. So let's start with this. Any surprises here in the top five or the top 10 of what the Colorado bettors were betting on? I, I think the, the the biggest surprise to me, all joking aside, because, I mean, table tennis is still in the top 10, but baseball, baseball being in the top five, actually being number four is a surprise to me because there weren't big names playing in the World Series. You had the Braves and the Astros, not really ties to Colorado for either of those teams because most of the people moving here are coming from California, but there are some people coming from Texas. So mm -hmm. the fact, but the fact that baseball was in the midst of the playoffs, the world series was going on. That shows that there is some enthusiasm to bet baseball. So that was the, the surprising number to me. And then hockey, hockey typically doesn't show up that high. It's usually, buried beneath boxing and MMA and table tennis. So the fact that hockey at the beginning of the season is, is already percolating around number five to steal a line from former chiefs coach, Hank Stram, that, that, that's somewhat surprising too. And then obviously table tennis. It's unfortunate. It dropped behind soccer, man. This is, this hurts. Real tennis has now passed it. Hockey has passed it. Here's a question for you down low, though. It says parlay, $89 million. So is that just cross-sports parlays or what? Yes, that would be any parlay that's built. Wow. Any parlay that's built. Yeah. So do they throw that into the sport, the wager by sport, or do they just put that into the parlay side? I think they just put it into the parlay side. Now, I'd have to double-check with okay. the division of gaming to see – exactly how they break it down because everyone knows everyone listening to this does or has done a same game parlay on the NFL or the NBA, or they have done a spread teaser on the NFL, which is becoming incredibly popular. Maybe they've done a money line. So my guess is they separate it from the sport and just put it as a parlay, but I'd be interested to see exactly how they break that down. Yeah, me too. I got to think that the NFL, I mean, look, I mean, it's it's basically tripling up the second sport, which is basketball, which started tipping off in the month of October. Maybe, and, and then college basketball didn't start till this month. A little surprised, though, that basketball was bigger than NCAA football by almost 11, a little over $11 million, right? So that surprises me a little bit, but maybe it shouldn't the way that Colorado and CSU are playing, right? Well, and also because there's so many NBA basketball games. Yeah. The fact that there's four to five games every night, that leads to 
well, hey, even if I don't really know this, but if I see a good number, I'm going to jump on it and place a bet or two. Or live betting, especially basketball is way more conducive to live betting just because it's a fast sport. You can keep up with it relatively easy. It's not as fast as hockey. And the games are on TV that aren't Nuggets games. Oh, yeah, the games are on TV. That's kind of big, right? The games are on TV. Seems like it's a weekly segment for us here, just bitching about the fact that half, more than half of the town doesn't watch it. I actually, I was reading The Athletic, and there was a story about it too. And it, and again, they use Denver as the example as how this will probably be more prevalent around the NBA, where you're going to have the RSNs, they're going the regional sports networks, they're going to have deals with certain carriers, and there's going to be more cities where more than half the people don't have access to their NBA team. And the more I think about it, Ian, it really is a lot more than half. Because what do we have? As far as cable providers, almost half go to Comcast, which doesn't have it. And I'd be interested in seeing the amount of people that don't have cable. Because I think everybody that has cable assumes everybody has cable. And tons of people don't have cable or even online streaming access. And you can't stream these games. So I would say much more than half of Denver, maybe even 60%, 65% have no access to these two teams, the Avs and the Nuggets, right? And let's not go down this wormhole again, but I'm just bringing it up one more time. I'd, I'd argue it could be close to 75%. Wow. I, I, that, that, might, that might be pushing it a little bit, but we're in the betting business, so I, I would put it around there for the over-under. I'd say that would be the number. Obviously, it's not going to be over, but – around that for the under absolutely i think it's going to be in the range from 60 to 75 but wow all right let's go 67.5 we're going to go two-thirds cannot see it and that's what i'm that's what i'm going to go with we can watch all the broncos games here in town so let's do this how are you feeling about these guys heading into the sunday night football game the battle for first place in the afc west what's your feel on the broncos I still feel the same as I did heading into the Chargers game. I still have no idea what this team is and what to expect from this team. Because we saw this after the Cowboys game where we like, oh, they have the recipe now. They just stomped the Cowboys, had one of the biggest upsets of the NFL season. And then they come out and look the way they did against the Philadelphia Eagles. And then they come out and look the way they did against the Chargers. So now they head into Kansas City and – Denver has never done well in Arrowhead Stadium in December against the Chiefs. They're 3-19 and all time in December games played at Arrowhead Stadium. The three quarterbacks to have a win against the Chiefs are John Elway, Kyle Orton, and Peyton Manning. So the trend is now for Teddy Bridgewater to join that list because it's so random and it's early in the month. But I just, I I really have no idea what to think of this game. From a betting perspective, the Chiefs obviously struggle against the spread, and they have for a couple of years. And based on the number, it's 9.5 to 10. So I think that number is too high, but I understand why the books have it at at that point. But I just, I I don't know if they have enough offensively to do what's needed to win this game. They they obviously have the blueprint. I've said this before. Vic Fangio gave the blueprint to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to slow down that Chiefs offensive machine in the Super Bowl. But I just don't think they have enough offensively to score enough to keep up with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. 
Yeah, for those of you who can't see, Ian has the Puka, the Puka, the Pookie, excuse me, the Pookie shirt on again, Javante Williams, who looked absolutely spectacular. Uh, so let's get into this game coming up then. And as I discussed earlier in the show, we've got a, a line here of nine and a half at Bet Rivers. So the Chiefs are nine and a half point favorites. The Chiefs have won 11 straight in this series. Andy Reid's coming off the bye, where he's 19-3 and three in the regular season and 7-1 and one with Mahomes. So many things going against the Broncos here. But one number that I'm interested in is 48.5 on the total. This is fascinating to me because since week 8, so that would be what? Week 8, 9, 10, 11, four games in a row where they had the bye now. They're second in points given up per game, just under 12. Second in rushing yards allowed. Second in third down conversion rate. Sixth in net yards allowed per game. And their offense has continued to be anemic. People, oh, it's the Chiefs. They're going to put up a ton of points. Well, they put up 41 against the Raiders. But listen to the other totals that they've had since then. 19-9 over the Cowboys at home. 13-7 over the Packers. 20 to 17 over the Giants. They lost to the Titans 27-3. That team's offense is a complete debacle too. Now, common sense would say, let's bet the under. I think as the week goes on, I'll put my heavy bet there. There's a 20% profit boost on Bet Rivers, so I just put it up to 49, uh, 48 and a half, and I bet the under on that just for 25 bucks. And it was close to even money, which is spectacular. Any bets any side, any total, any players that are sticking out to you here on this Wednesday? One trend, I'm, I'm not one that follows trends a lot because I think there's so many mitigating circumstances involved. But with the total, it's very interesting with the Broncos. The over has hit just twice all season long. So just keep that in mind if you're thinking about this game. And the last couple of times the Broncos and Chiefs have played, they haven't been high-scoring games. The Broncos were within a puncher's chance of beating the Chiefs last year in Kansas City, but the offense just was so anemic, as you just said, that they, they can't score enough. The thing that's going to be very interesting to me is the totals for Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. And I, I say that for two reasons. Do the Broncos have enough at the middle linebacker position to do what Todd Bowles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did in the Super Bowl. Because that's what allowed that defense to shut down the Chiefs, is taking away Travis Kelsey. And that was because of Devontae David, or what I, I cannot remember their, the linebackers' names for the life of me. But they shut down Travis Kelsey. Do the Broncos have enough with Baron Browning or Kenny Young or who's ever slotted to try to go against him? Kareem Jackson could be back. Lindale White and uh, I, I believe Devin White. Yeah, Lindale White was Devontae David and Devin White. Ago. There we go. Yeah. Um, and then Tyreek Hill. What do they put Pat Sertan, the second, on Tyreek Hill? What do they do with him? Do they do they do they box a safety in? If they do they do zone? If they do zone, Patrick Mahomes could potentially pick this team apart. So whatever the over-under is, that, that's what I'm looking at for, for Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. And then I think the thing that stirs the drink for Andy Reid in this offense is Clyde Edwards-Alaire. The fact that he's been back, 
I think has allowed that that offense to open up a little bit. And while the points haven't been there, I think you can see Patrick Mahomes being more effective and more efficient. And that's because of the running game being there. So Clyde Edwards-Alaire is someone that the Broncos are going to have to take away. If the Chiefs run the football and they're able to throw the ball to whoever Patrick Mahomes throws, circus throws to, it, it, that's going to be a nightmare to try to stop. So they have it, to stop the run game. It is, but I go back to that Bills game against the Chiefs earlier this year. They played the two safeties deep and they held the Chiefs to 24 points, right? Or to 20 points, I should say. And after that, you know, they, they had one nice outing. The Titans used the blueprint. The Giants used the blueprint. The Packers used the... The only idiots that decided to, to run cover three against the Chiefs were the Raiders and they gave up 41 points, you know? So... I'm actually going to have faith in this defense. It is the offense that concerns me here. Uh, nine and a half. I mean, this thing gets up to 10. At some point in time, you got to start thinking of backing the Broncos if it does get to double digits on Bet Rivers. I, ha- I have seen a couple places push it up to 10. Yeah. Um, that, to me, is a heavy, heavy number for a divisional game. So while you and I probably have a lot of – we still have a ton of question marks against the about the Broncos – I still have a ton of question marks about the Chiefs, okay? Because the offense is just, it's been awful. It's as great as their defense has been. One of the most prolific offenses we've ever seen has almost been neutered to this point. The fact that the game's in Kansas City, obviously concerning. Man, I've been down on the field during games for that. I legit have had heart palpitations on the field. That's how loud it is in Kansas City. It'll be a very tough game there. The, the question is, as the week goes on, do I believe that the Chiefs' offense continues to struggle? And I think unless Fangio gets cocky like he did after the Cowboys game and his team got cocky after the Cowboys game, I think that's the only way the defense doesn't show up. And I have a hard time believing with first place in the division on the line that they're not at least going to show up and give a hell of a shot at it. Okay? So yeah, my question to you would be, how do you think the Broncos come out in this one? I think it really comes down to the Broncos' offensive line because everyone knows the key to the Broncos offensively is running the football. Well, so does Chiefs defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo. He knows that the key to the Broncos' success offensively is running the football. So does he, does he load up the box, drop Tyron Matthew or maybe Daniel Sorensen, into the and put eight, maybe nine in the box. And the thing that I think has helped the Chiefs defensively is Chris Jones being healthy. He's going to be a nightmare to try to handle for this offensive line. If the Broncos offensive line is able to get a consistent push and they're able to open up holes for Pookie and Melvin Gordon, and Melvin Gordon was really effective against the Chargers. If they're able to do that, if they're able to run the football with everyone knowing they're going to run the football, that sets them up to success because then that allows Teddy Bridgewater to use play action to hit Cortland Sutton or Tim Patrick or Jerry Judy, potentially Noah Fant over the middle. He hasn't really been utilized. And the thing that I really liked out of the Sunday game was Javante Williams being utilized as a receiver. That's something that they had not done up up until Sunday's game against the Chargers. Are they going to be able to do more of that? Maybe use some wheel routes to get the pressure because they're going to be stacking the box that a wheel route along the outside of the, on the sideline. So Javante Williams is a great way to 
take advantage of that pressure and that push up the field. So it, it, to me, it all comes down to the Broncos offensive line. If they can get a consistent push and the Broncos are able to run the football, that sets them up for success. But it also keeps Patrick Mahomes in that offense on the sideline. And that's one of the you huge thought, things. Yeah, you thought the Kelsey matchup was going to be huge. I do too. And maybe he got his swag back with the rest of the team. But it's Tyreek Hill. And again, the blueprint, give him the short stuff. Don't let him beat you over the top. In nine games against the Broncos, 11 total touchdowns, nine receiving. Actually, eight, let's see here, five receiving touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. Okay, so he's got seven, an average of 52 yards receiving per game and uh, 13 yards per carry. To me, he's going to be the key to that offense. Absolutely. And then go get Mahomes. Force him to run around, force him to throw at sidearm, keep the game close. My confidence level in the Broncos winning this straight up, extremely low. Same. Extremely low. But they also won a game that many of us didn't really think that they were going to win again against the Chargers. To me, it was a toss-up. We talked about this. It was a toss-up. And they came out and they won that game. So they have surprised. If they come out and lose a heartbreaker and just play their A game, play their A game, it's just not enough against the Chiefs. Would you still have any faith that they could stay in this race down the stretch? I, I think so. I, I think if they if they at least show up and play with heart and keep it close, mm-hmm. that I think could spell six to a potential playoff for us because the Chargers are going into Cincinnati. The Bengals have played incredibly well at times this season, coming off a, a thumping of the Steelers. Do they continue that and keep consistent? Because like the Broncos and even the Chargers they have those great performances and then drop off. How do the Chargers look? So it's there for the Broncos, even if they lose this game, as long as it's close and they don't get blown out of Arrowhead Stadium, they can remain a playoff team. And I want to traverse back real quick. You mentioned pressure on Patrick Mahomes. I think the key is to get interior pressure, not necessarily from the edge, but from the interior. So whether it's Draymond Jones or Shelby Harris or Mike Purcell, whoever it is, it has to be interior pressure on Patrick Mahomes to get him off of his spot. And then the guys on the edge, whether it's Bradley Chubb or Jonathan Cooper or Malik Reed, whoever it is, have to hold their water. If he is allowed to do what he does, which is John Elway-esque in my opinion, he's the closest to John Elway that we have in the NFL right now with Patrick Mahomes, If he is able to circumvent that interior pressure and get outside the pocket and throw it to Pringle or Tyreek Hill or whoever it is, that spells disaster too. So interior pressure is going to be key on Patrick Mahomes, but the edge is holding their water too. But as long as it's close, I think they have the chance to at least keep the contention and the hunt alive for the playoffs. Yeah, right now I think the the heavy lean is going to be toward the under in this game. Uh, yes. We did have a fair – what, they scored 31? The Chiefs scored 31 against the Broncos in one game last year, and the other one was a slugfest. So that will be interesting. Uh, Ian St. Clair, playcolorado.com. Last thing on this game, I hit you up earlier. I said, man, this has got to be the biggest game since 2016 with the most on the line, right? When was the last time – the Denver Broncos played this meaningful of a game in December. The last time that this, the Broncos played in this kind of meaningful game, you have to go back to the Tennessee Titans 
in the middle of December in Nashville. And coming into that game, the Broncos were eight and four. So it was there for the Broncos to, to potentially be nine and four and keep their playoff hopes alive. But DeMarco Murray and the Titans got out to an early lead. And Trevor Simeon, we've seen Trevor Simeon with the New Orleans Saints. Um, it wasn't going to be enough to overcome that. And they ended up losing 13 to 10. And I think that's what eventually kept them out of the playoffs. It was also the last time the Broncos had a winning record. They finished the season nine and seven that year. But that that game against the Titans was the last big game in December that the Broncos have played. It's been a long time. Been a really long time. Uh, Ian, let's go to the Nuggets as they've got a game coming up against the horrid Orlando Magic. So I guess if there was any time for them to have a couple players to go to protocol tonight would be the night. Unfortunately, Austin Rivers and Bones Highland are going to be out for a while because they're in protocol. So we've got Monte Morris, we got Barton, we got Facundo Campazzo, we got Howard at guard now. Very, very thin. They'll have 11 guys that shoot around as they get ready to take on the Magic tonight. The line when I woke up this morning was Nuggets plus eight and a half on the road. It just shows you how important Nikola Jokic is. There is no player more important to his team's line than Nikola Jokic. We know that. We just found out a couple of days ago, Porter, why Michael Porter Jr. was so bad. His back's been killing him. He had a horrible start to the year. He's out. P.J. Dozier's out for the rest of the season. What are we doing here, Ian? Like, how do they get through this now? How, in, in all seriousness, though, like, Bones was about to get a big shot at being a monster contributor to this team. How big is the loss of Rivers, Rivers and Highland since Porter Jr. and Dozier are already out? I, I think it just it puts the importance on Nikola Jokic's shoulders even more. I think at this point, it's trying to tread water until Jamal Murray can get back. If they can do that, then they have a, they have a shot to be in the playoffs. But at this point, I think winning the division is probably out. Yeah. I think contending in the West is probably out. It's, it's just a matter of how, how much water can they tread until Jamal Murray gets back. Because if, if Nikola Jokic can keep them at least in the hunt, we, we've seen what this team can do with Jamal Murray when he's on the floor. We saw it in the bubble a couple of years ago. If he's able to, to come back in late February, maybe March, in an ideal situation, I've seen end of March, April as the key mm-hmm. date for Jamal Murray, then they have a shot. They Anything is possible when you get into the playoffs. But it's going to be very, very difficult for this team with how long Austin Rivers and Bones Highland are going to be out. We saw the impact that Bones Highland could have against Miami. I mean, obviously, the big factor in that was Nikola Jokic. He, he's going to be what leads this team, but he's got to have some help. And, and now that they're going to be down even more guys, it's just like, what did Michael Malone do to, to tick off the injury gods at this point? <laughs> it stinks. It's really tough to watch. It's unfortunate uh, that this is ha- – at least they got Jokic back, right? And Rivers, we're not too worried about. I mean, Rivers – to me is a, is a non-factor. It's the Bones. It's the Bones Highland thing. That's what really gets me. 
And then Porter, as far as the back surgery goes, when they drafted him, we knew this, right? Yep. We knew that he had chronic issues. He couldn't play at Missouri because his back was bothering him, had a surgery, had a second surgery. Now he's got a third surgery. Uh, they thought that he was worth the risk when they signed him. They continue to think he's worth the risk. I can't see them rushing him back this year, even if he's ready. We saw how cautious they were with him the first couple of years. The five-year extension that was recently offered and signed, that at the time was, okay, it's, it's a big risk, but they're probably not going deep in the playoffs consistently without a healthy Michael Porter Jr. Does it look bad now? Does it look like a bad deal? I, I mean, think it is. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. I, I I think at the time it did, but I wonder if at that moment when that extension was, because it wasn't that long ago that they agreed to this five-year extension. So they had to have known that there was going to, there were some issues with his back because the way that he looked to start the season, you knew something was up. I mean, the, the way that he had played at the end of last season and then looking the way that he did at the beginning of the season with the off season to, to get right, you knew something was up. So I, I think it was it was a risky gamble that I don't I don't think it's going to pay off because you mentioned all the surgeries that he's had on his back. Well, it's just like anything else. The more that you do, the more wear and tear that you add to it, the less likely you are to be effective. It's just it's science to steal a Will Ferrell from Anchorman. It. At some point, it's going to have an effect. And now I wonder, not only does he miss the rest of this season, because they're obviously going to treat him with kid gloves, but what does it mean for next season? What does it mean for the season after that? Because back is something that you don't you don't mess around with, and it's it's crucial for an athlete. You, you can't be an effective basketball player if you have a bad back. Yeah, it's, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough sledding. Again, good thing is they've got Orlando coming up. Orlando's got four big pieces, including Jalen Suggs, out. So at least for the time being, and maybe, just maybe. And I think it's going to be tough, Jokic keeping this team afloat and at least being a 500 team. I, I really mean that. Yes. Because if it's just him and Aaron Gordon, I mean, Bo listen, Bones is going to come back. But the rest, yeah, he will. The rest of these guys just aren't. He's not getting any reinforcements, and if it is, it's going to be Jamal Murray. And how much can we really depend on Jamal Murray to just come off the off of this long wait, this long rest, and then come back in and just be Jamal Murray again? That might not even happen this season, Ian. So exactly, it's unfortunate. I, I'm still buying into this team. They're an exciting team. They got the most valuable player, and he continues to be the most valuable player, whether it be real life or betting or whatever. But the expectation for this team, some thought a championship contender, some thought a couple of rounds in the playoffs. At this point, finish 500, I think, is, is going to be a, a decent uh, season for Malone. Is that too low? Is that too low expectations? No, I, I totally agree with you. And in terms of Jamal Murray, it's getting into basketball shape. The only way to get into basketball shape is to play. So if he's not coming in until the end of the season and they're not in, even in contention for the playoffs, what's the point? Why risk it at that, at that point in time? So I think a lot of what happens with Jamal Murray is going to depend on the next couple of months and, and how much Nikola Jokic can keep this team above water. And I will throw this out there. Do the Nuggets make a move to get a score? 
because they need somebody to help Nikola Jokic out. Aaron Gordon is a fantastic, complete basketball player, but he's not a consistent scorer. They need to get a score to help Nikola Jokic out. They thought they had it in Michael Porter Jr. Obviously, with his back, that's now in doubt. What do the Nuggets do to get that score to help Nikola Jokic out? Do they make a move before the trade deadline? Do they do it after the holidays? So that's something that I'm going to keep an eye on because Nikola Jokic is a special player, but there's only so much he can do by himself. All right, so one more thing about tonight. So what is it? Jokic, his first game back from suspension, had the triple-double, right? He's tied for eighth on triple-doubles with Larry Bird. How about tonight against the Orlando Magic, plus 375, a little little sprinkle on a Nikola triple-double. Anything wrong with that? Absolutely not. I, I think that's great value. I mean, they, they literally don't have anybody else. Who's going to yeah. score? Factual Campazzo? I mean, <laughs> they, he's going to have to. Yeah. I he mean, has to. He, but he has to have a triple double. I, I mean, I, the only thing that I would, that would leave me in doubt about the triple double for Nikola Jokic is the assists. Because who's he going to give the ball to? Oh, that would that's be the, <laughs> that, That's the only thing that, that would leave me in doubt of, because he's going to get the points. He's going to get the rebounds because there's literally nobody else to do it. But who is he going to give the ball to? to score points if it's not him. I mean, it would be great if he could give himself assists. I think if anyone in the NBA could do that, it would be Nikola Jokic, but that might be the only thing that would give me pause. Hold on. Let me see if I can find a double-double for us. The, the, the double-double has to be even money, right? You would, no, I would think it would have even, to be it's like... It's probably minus 350. To yeah, it would have to be a minus number. If not, oh, minus 455. It. Yeah, that's, that's not happening. Yeah. That's not happening. So, okay. So, a plus 375 to bet it is just a value bet, and that's a quarter unit bet, and I'll put it in, and we'll have some fun with that. Ian St. Clair, PlayColorado.com. Plug all the stuff you do, but start with Play Colorado because my favorite article of the month came out today, and I'm glad we got a chance to talk about it. Yep. We, I cover the, the monthly handle each month when the Division of Gaming releases it as part of the Colorado uh, Revenue so uh, Play Colorado is your one-stop shop for sports betting news, gambling news to make you a safer and smarter better with analysis, opinion, features, news. I'm also uh, a scribe for milehighreport.com. I do a popular podcast with Adam Malnati. So we talk Broncos. We're both lifelong Broncos fans. So anything you want to know about sports betting, check out playcolorado.com. Anything Broncos related, check out milehighreport.com. I'm just looking at the Jokic game log. He hasn't had double-digit assists in four straight games. Mm. All right. Maybe maybe we hold off of that, buddy. Maybe we just hold off of that. You know what? Screw it. I'll, I'll, I'm going to sprinkle a quarter unit on there just in case. Plus 375, and it'll give me something to cheer about tonight. So and it's, sometimes it's, it's okay to be a recreational better. Definitely. You know? And and with, with good value like that, it, it makes sense. It, it's, a, it's a good number, so – Throw a little bit on it, and it adds some entertainment to the game, as I as I call it, wagertainment. Wagertainment. Yeah, you don't want to do it too often. No. You don't want to do it too often because that's when you start getting into bad habits. But once in a blue moon, a little sprinkle here and there. If it's right, I could brag about it. If it's wrong, it was plus 375. Come on, how is that an awful bet? Ian St. Clair, at Ian St. Clair. No E on the end. Thank you so much for the time, Ian. 
And thanks to him. Thanks to you for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Holden Radio. And thanks to my man, Nate Kreckman from Altitude 5, 92.5, hopping on as well. I'll be back with another show on Friday here on the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Being a homer has its perks at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Every day, Bet Rivers offers a special hometown discount on parlays involving local teams. To get your hometown discount, just open the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app and check the daily specials to place your bet on a unique parlay with hometown teams and players. Then root, root, root for the home team and win together. Bet today on the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app or go to betrivers.com. Must be 21 and located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 522 4700. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.